Thank you very much, uh, hey. Hillary. Appreciate that. Uh, I'll tell you about Rough Greens today. Uh, of course, we have... Uh, how many dogs do we have between us at this point? I have two. How many do you have now? Just one? I I have one. Okay. I only have one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hey, like dogs more than you, Thank you for bringing up the death of... Thanks for bringing up the death of our beloved Ella. <laughs> You're the worst. I hated that dog. I hated <laughs> <Aww>. that dog. <laughs> oh... So, Only because she tried to attack me. She she was Tanya's dog, and mm. I would play with the kids, and she would try to attack me like I was hurting them. And I'm like, oh, stop your dog. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> anyway, Rough Greens is great for them. Uh, if you haven't tried it yet, really do try. I told you earlier, Uno uh, stopped eating over the weekend. Uh, and he was like, what? You're just giving me the dry dog food? I don't think so. Where's my A1? That's what he was like without a Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com. Don't run out or your dog will turn on you. Uh, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. It changes their health. It changes the way they act. It's great. Roughgreens.com slash back. Welcome to the uh, program. Great show for you today. Uh, Stu, have you recognized uh, lately, have you just noticed how cowardly Barack Obama is? You know, I, I, I mean, no, I noticed you I, did a big segment on that uh, on Tucker Carlson last night, and it was yeah, a pretty interesting observation. Just, we should talk about it. It was that he's, that he's just so cowardly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's something that all of America should start discussing, and we'll do that in 60 seconds. <laughs> Program. <laughs> uh, summer is basically here at this point. It means getting out in the warm sunshine, actually enjoying life again, being around people. Remember that? Remember that? It's happening mm. all over the mm. country. Even if you happen to live in a blue state, it's even happening uh, now. Uh, if you're looking to look your best and you want to get rid of those crow's feet or sagging jawline, means you should be checking out Chamonix's line of amazing skincare products. You're not going to be disappointed. Right now, Chamonix is celebrating with a sale you're going to love. During GenuCell's summer blowout, get the brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free with your order. GenuCell can work miracles for your skin. And for a limited time, your GenuCell order includes the GenuCell Jawline Treatment and the legendary GenuCell Anti-Wrinkle Moisturizer free. Give your skin the best care that money can buy and look 10, 15, even 20 years younger. And Chamonix is going to make sure that this happens for you because they promise you'll see results within 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. No risk here. Go to GenuCell.com or call now 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709. You get the three free gifts today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 800-577-8709. Or go to GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com.
All right, America, here we are, facing a Thursday together and feeling pretty good. Uh, last night, you know, you might see that uh, you might see the left coming after me uh, again. Oh, I welcome it. I welcome it. Last night I was on Tucker Carlson uh, on the same network that I initially said uh, that Barack Obama is a racist. No, not a racist. He just has a deep-seated hatred for white people and the white culture, it seems. So when I said that, oh, my gosh. You remember Katie Couric? That was quite a moment, wasn't it, Stu? That lying SOB. Anyway, <laughs> well, the um, anger actually, is, she's is a high. DOB. Today. She's a DOB. You know what it is? Mm. I'm sick and tired of the Marxist lies. I'm sick and tired. We have enough evidence now. We have enough evidence. I didn't know what was causing his racism. And I didn't say that with glee. I didn't say that. I, I was thinking out loud, and I didn't know Marxist terminology. And I'm, I'm not going to take it anymore. And neither are people. I, I'm going to show you in the third hour today some people who are standing up at the school boards, teachers that are starting to quit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, America, for standing up for what you know to be true and this is going to be a uh, a real problem for Barack Obama because he's trying to soft pedal critical race theory and make it seem like oh, you're just a crazy nut job if you don't buy into critical race theory. Like, that's a problem. Yeah, I think it is. I think when you turn Martin Luther King on his head, I think that is probably a big deal, especially for you, Barack Obama, who had a bust of him on your desk for so long. That's weird. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Tucker Carlson said something shocking to me yesterday at least it shows the uh, times that we live in now he said you know you're going to get a lot of heat for saying this and i said uh yeah i know and he said but you're only going to get heat because you're right uh so what was i right about uh barack obama two things is a racist he is a racist and and i say that full-throated not a problem saying it. He is a racist and does have a deep-seated hatred for the white culture, possibly white people as well. But how could you not if you believe in critical race theory? Critical race theory says that you are, if you're white, you're a parasite. You're, you're unforgivable. You're, you live in original sin and can never change. Um, that you are responsible for all of the world's ills on racism, and you're the only one that can be a racist. I'm sorry, but I'm going to call a spade a spade on that one. Uh, yeah, you, sir, are a racist if you believe that. And I don't care what color you are. I would say this if Richard Spencer was saying that. <laughs> Even Richard Spencer doesn't say that. David Duke doesn't say that, but Barack Obama does. Now, here's the thing, the, the other thing. You've heard me rant on Barack Obama yesterday on this particular topic. <clears throat> I want you to know that he has recently come out and said that he is, uh, that uh, Joe Biden is finishing the job that he started. 
He said that because nine in in his own words, about 90 percent of the people around Joe Biden are my people. So this is a second term for uh, Barack Obama. Third. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Third term. Sorry. Third term for Barack Obama. Um, And all of the people around Joe Biden are the Marxist lovers that he had in the first time. Uh, and they are finishing the, the fundamental transformation of America. But what's really funny is uh, he had to use a white guy to do it. He didn't have the courage to do it. Actually, I think he probably did have the courage to do it. I think Hillary Clinton sat on him so hard because, remember, it was all of Hillary Clinton's people around him last time. And he just couldn't find his way out from under their thumb. And Hillary Clinton had him boxed in. That's why people didn't like him. You know, the Marxists, they didn't like him the second term. There wasn't big crowds. Nobody, you know, nobody had Barack Obama fever anymore. He kind of became this worthless kind of president in the second term, according to Marxist and according to the people on the left, because he had sold out. He had sold out for money. He had sold out to Hillary Clinton. Uh, he was just a, he was a lapdog for Hillary Clinton. And he didn't have the courage uh, at the time. He was he thought he was being strategic by not saying he was a Marxist and calling other people racist. But it's all coming undone in their arrogance. It is all coming undone. And now when it counts, when everybody I mean, when little kids are like, I'm a Marxist, when everyone is saying they're a Marxist, this guy who clearly is a Marxist. Oh, he's not going to say he's going to say, oh, Glenn Beck is a racist for saying that. Oh, how dare Glenn Beck say it? Really? Because I guess you wear it as a badge of honor now as being a Marxist. That's that's what everybody cool is now saying. I'm a Marxist. But Barack Obama doesn't have the courage to do it. It's interesting to me how this guy comes off as, oh, such a leader and so courageous. And yet he can't even admit something that he deeply believes when everybody else is admitting it. I mean, I understand maybe back in in, uh, you know, 20, 20, uh, 10, I kind of, you know, I kind of get it. You would have been alone uh, and it was a bad word. But now that's the most popular thing you could say. Uh, it's so interesting when you said that it, it brought to mind another uh, uh, another example of this exact phenomenon playing out the exact same way, which is. Barack Obama got on stage and wouldn't admit that he was for gay marriage. And he said it over and over again, man. It's a man and a woman. And it wasn't until Joe Biden, who apparently is the the brave one in this group, came out and said, Mm -hmm. hey, no, this is, uh, you know, Barack is going to be for gay marriage. That's right. He was the one who broke that news. That's right. That's right. Even Joe Biden beat him at that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, yes. It is a proven fact now, now that he is uh, endorsing critical race theory, it is a proven fact that he is indeed a racist because you cannot believe that crap without being a racist yourself. But it is also, I think, a proven fact that the guy is a massive coward. And, uh, you know, racist is bad enough. But a coward racist? Holy cow. Those are the kinds that hide under hoods. You know, they don't have the they don't have the wherewithal to say who they are. And uh, wow, I think that should be a point of discussion with a lot of people. I think 
I think people should start shaming him for being such a coward. Selling out to Hillary Clinton, being told what to do by Hillary Clinton. And now, when everybody is admitting it, he still is too cowardly to say that he's a Marxist. Amazing. Amazing, I think. Anyway, so, how are you, Stu? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in where you're going with this. Uh, you seem to be... Well, I don't, I just... I, go, I don't know if it's goading <clears throat> the president. Uh, you seem to be antagonizing no, 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 no. him, the former president. No. No. No, no. Not at all. I just would... Look, we all know now. We all know. We all know you're a Marxist. Critical race theory is a Marxist theory. All of the people that you have put into office, all of the people who you've surrounded yourself with also believe in critical race theory. There is no science behind critical race theory. It is a Marxist legal term. That's what it is. It was created by Marxists in Harvard. They were the ones that really pushed it. Uh, And it is nothing but a Marxist tool. That's it. So if you're for that, you're a Marxist. If you're for if you're saying that everything that uh, uh, Martin Luther King said was wrong, then you are a racist. I believe in the content of character, not a color of skin. But we can never get to to the content of character because Barack Obama doesn't have any. He's an empty shell. He was a puppet. He is a he he is a, he's whatever he has to be at the moment. That's not a man. <laughs> Because it seems to me that, you know, Barack Obama wouldn't want to admit such things. And, and his his approach throughout his presidency oh, and, yes, and beyond was to yeah. was the was the old uh, Van Jones get rid of the radical means to achieve the radical ends. Like he 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 never mm-hmm. he rarely when he was president well, admitted you, these things. Stu, without saying the name, you know. You know why the radical left left Barack Obama. You know it because you had dinner with me and someone on the radical left that told us that. A Mm. friend of Barack Obama's who told us that he sold out. Do you remember? I do remember. Yes, I I, I do Uh, remember that. (laughs) Hey, let me, uh, may I just... uh, May I give some good news? May I give some good news? Sure. This is going to be the easiest thing to cut out of your life, out of everything. Burger King. We've always known Burger King looked like a weird pedophile. Remember all those commercials where he was in the mask and you're like, what is up with that guy? Right? Uh, Well, it... We are we are now seeing that Burger King may not have been a pedophile, but he is for children in uh, in in drag or changing their sex. Burger King now under the leadership of CEO Daniel Schwartz. Why? Hashtag Daniel Schwartz. Why? Uh, has begun donating 40 cents for every sale of its new chicken sandwich. To a radical LGBTQI plus two group that supports child sex changes. So giving hormones to children, opposite sex hormones, uh, and also they're giving them to uh, drag queen story hours. So, you know, I I don't know. Uh, You're looking for a chicken sandwich. 
How about buying it out of the trunk of some guy's car over Burger King? Hmm. Well, and this comes after if, uh, what they did with Chick-fil-A uh, the other day, which was essentially mocking the, the Christianity of the company by yeah. uh, oh, saying, yeah. oh, okay. we're open on Sunday. Yeah, we're even open on Sunday, not like these other losers. Uh, they're definitely oh, taking a stance. They're definitely taking a stance there, aren't they? They are more courageous than Barack Obama. <laughs> the, the, the weirdo, creepy Burger King with the plastic face has less of a mask on than Barack Obama. Isn't that a weird discovery? Uh, so that's easy. Um, Burger King's not on my list anymore. A lot easier than my Coke thing, which I found almost impossible to enforce. Um, but Burger King, I could cut Burger King out of my life in, in no time, especially for their chicken sandwich. There's a standing uh, I mean, round of applause from your digestive tract. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. Uh, another news, uh, Philly Naked Bike Ride. Uh, the Philadelphia Naked Bike Ride um, is, is happening. Uh, it doesn't require any clothing. You can just get on your bike. I'm just thinking of all of the people that could be uh, possibly riding their bike and how beautiful that would be. Anyway, uh, they want you to know that you do not have to wear a stitch of clothing except for a face mask. More in a minute. Alicia lives in California. She wrote in about her experience using Relief Factor to fight her pain. Uh, She says, I'm a grocery store worker. I work a lot of double shifts. I'm 52. I don't get much rest from my bad knees. For years now, I've been limping to and from bed. But I heard you talking about Relief Factor, and I thought I would give it a try. Wow. Just a few days into Relief Factor, and the pain has decreased substantially already. I am so thankful for you turning me on to Relief Factor. Alicia, thank you so much. You might want to break up the capsules and just um, pour it all into a pour it all into a tub or something and try to soak away your pain from living in California. I don't think it'll work, but anything to give you some relief from California probably would be good. I'm so glad that it worked for you and your knees. Relief Factor. If you want to get your life back, get out of pain, it's relieffactor.com. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. Don't order anymore. That's why they do the three-week trial pack, because they know in about three weeks you're going to know if it works for you or not. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. 10-second station ID. So France is gifting us a second Statue of Liberty for Independence Day. Um, I mean, when you give a specific gift, I know I shop with my wife sometimes and I'll say, what if they already have one? We already have one, France. We don't need a second one. Uh, I'm just saying, you know what it is? It's they found this thing somewhere in somebody's basement and they're like, what are we going to do with it? Well, last time we sent our crap over to America. Why don't we just send this now? 
I mean, because they didn't mean it. It wasn't a gift. They just dumped it off on our shores on boxes. It was more about them. It always is with the French. <laughs> I kind of thought that was a pretty good gift. You didn't. You're not a not appreciative of. No, the... I like the gift, but mm-hmm. I don't really. I mean, I know I know why they gave it to us. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cheapens it a little bit. Oh, okay. you know, it was more like, oh, really? Thanks, honey. You got me a a, a Corvette. Well, yeah, honey, and if you don't like it, I'll drive it. You know, I could drive it. It's one of those gifts. It was more about them than us, but that's a different story. Uh, Oregon has uh, approved now the changes to their 94-year-old state song. This is according to the uh, the New York Times. Could you play Oregon, my Oregon, for me? Land of the Empire Builders. And uh, something about the Golden West. I have no idea, except it's about conquerors. Yeah. So anyway, they're changing this uh, to reflect significant cultural, historical, economic, and societal evolution in Oregon. Uh, You know, I could have cut to the chase on this. Just everybody get together. Can't we say this is a horrible song? I mean, just lyrically, musically. We don't like that. You know what we do in Texas? Uh, we have uh, we have our own kind of unofficial state song, which, I mean, you can't badmouth this. No, 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 no. Not this one, Sarah. No, no. See, now that's the real. Go ahead, play it. That's the real state song of Texas, which kind of sounds like a communist anthem a little bit, doesn't it? Texas are Texas. Okay, stop. No, no song should start with, you know, Texas, my Texas, you know, like uh, Tanya, my Tanya. It doesn't work in any case. Not, not my car, my car. It doesn't work. <laughs> this is the real state song of Texas, and everybody likes it because you can clap. Stars at night are big and bright. Come on, Deep Texas. In the heart of Texas. It's a little out of sync because I'm on satellite delay. <laughs> wide and high. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh. All right, knock it off. Uh, so, Oregon, my Oregon, we're not surprised you're changing your state song, uh, you know, because you want to show the societal evolution in Oregon, whatever, you're Oregon. Uh, I'm just glad you changed it because they really kind of sucked. And not because of the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics, yeah, they sucked. But not for the reason you think. I think. They just all suck. Back in a minute. is the Glenn Beck program. You know who doesn't have the courage to get out of a timeshare? Barack Obama just doesn't have the courage to do it. He could call a timeshare termination team, but he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should ask my wife what I should do. Uh, But if you know, if you are somebody who is in a timeshare, you have the courage and the common sense to get out. And that's why you should call Timeshare Termination Team right now. They have a 100% guarantee to get you out safely, legally, and permanently 
of that timeshare. Hey, let Barack Obama have it. You know, maybe you can call him up and say, hey, coward, want to buy this? Uh, And he'd probably do it just because he would be so afraid of saying no to you. Uh, It's Timeshare Termination Team. So go to TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com or 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 20% off the cost of their services for all military veterans, active duty personnel, and their families. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn, and you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Deep in the heart of Texas, I'll tell you that right now. Stars at night are big and bright. Come on, clap. Deep in the heart yeah. of Texas, the prairie uh-huh. sky is wide and high. So many times I have uh, said that one of the reasons why we moved down to Texas is because if you lose Texas, you lose the Republic. Uh, And Texas has always had this certain attitude. You know, uh, when Davy Crockett comes down and fights for the Mexicans, fights against tyranny, something that he's not... He's not involved. He just sees an oppressed people, and he's so sick and tired of what was happening in Washington. He comes down, and he fights, and and so do many brave people, knowingly lose their life for the freedom of others. And uh, when, when I found out that you were having a hard time in Texas teaching that, what was that, 10 years ago, I said to Pat, we have got to move down to Texas because if we lose Texas, if Texas can't tell its own history, we lose Texas. Well, some good news, uh, I guess, for Texans, because I guess now we can move. Uh, Tan Parker, who is a Texas state representative, has uh, put together a bill and the uh, governor has just signed it uh, to change to change things. The 1836 project is now uh, part of law in Texas. Welcome to the program, uh, Tan. Well, Glenn, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you this morning. Thank you. So tell me about the 1836 project. I love this. Well, well, Glenn, look, it's so important that current generations of Texans, as well as future generations of Texans, always remember our history and understand it. Uh, That type of civic education is absolutely critical to the future of the state, just like it's critical to the future of the country. And so the 1836 project is about telling all of our history, uh, the history that took place during the year 1836, the history of Texas before 1836, the history of Texas post-1836. All of it has to be told, the good and the bad. Right. All of it. We can't pick Amen. and choose and be Amen. selective about our history. And that's what we're trying to accomplish with the 1836 Project, Glenn. And, Tan, I have to tell you, the only way we can make a more perfect nation, meaning we'll never be perfect, but we have to try to be better. The only way we can uh, continue down that road is to know the bad parts of our history. But if that's all you're taught, then you're missing the point. We have to have both sides of the story. 
And both sides of the story say that this is a group of people that have made mistakes but are getting better and have had some amazing heroics along the way. Glenn, that's exactly right. Look, we are so much more enlightened as a society, as a people today than we were hundreds of years ago, of course. But the reality is that we're on a path to continuous improvement, always, as a state, as a nation. And, and so if we don't talk about what happened, again, the horrible things in our history, as well as the wonderful things in our history, if we don't talk about all the heroic and spectacular things that were done uh, that gave us this land, this land of boundless opportunity and prosperity, you know, where liberty and freedom uh, are, are fundamental foundational points of all that we do. If we don't talk about that, that which binds us together as a people, then we lose everything. We lose our connectivity to one another as Texans or our connectivity to one another as Americans. And that just can never be allowed to happen. And that's why I feel so blessed, Glenn, to have been able to lead this effort in the legislature in Texas and to create the 1836 Project. So the only thing I, I don't like about it is it's the 1836 Project. I like it because it's a slap in the face to the New York Times, but um, that is a reimagining of history. This is not a reimagining of history. I mean, you want to do reimagining of history in 1619, put it in creative writing class or a philosophy class, uh, you know, or some sort of uh, puppet show class. This is actual history. Now, you're being charged uh, uh, with or this bill is being charged that it is going to erase all of the history of Texas and and uh, and slavery and the Confederacy, et cetera, et cetera. Glenn, it's absolutely absurd. The liberal agenda in the country is going berserk. Uh, the New York Times, uh, Newsweek, Time, they're all attacking the 1836 Project, and myself as the author. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Why? Because they don't want us to tell all of our history. They don't want us to tell all of our history. They want to selectively pick and just talk about the slavery uh, and, and nothing else. And it's uh, just absolutely so wrong. And, uh, you know, this bill passed on a bipartisan basis, for heaven's sake, in the House. I had over 40 Democrats that also cared about our history and, uh, and making certain that we preserve it. So it, this, is, this is the liberal elite at the New York Times and Newsweek and so forth in time driving their narrative. And it doesn't fit with that. And uh, we're going to do something uh, in terms of really special when we educate all of our people current generations as well right. as future generations and, and people that are coming to Texas for the first time are going to get some of the educational content when they move to Texas uh, that talks about not just the history, but how the history of our state informs the present in terms of our policy decisions, how we look through everything with the lens of limited government and maximizing freedom and liberty for our citizens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I just want to I want to read section 451.003 duties. The 1836 project shall promote awareness among residents of this state uh, of the following as they relate to the history of prosperity and democratic freedom in this state. A Texas history including the indigenous peoples of the state, the Spanish-American heritage of the state, Tejanos, the uh, African-American heritage of the state, the Texas War for Independence, Juneteenth, which is a fantastic story 
a fantastic story. Uh, and it's really, and Texas was on the wrong side at the time, but Juneteenth is, is a celebration that I honestly only see in Texas. They're trying to make it a national thing, but it is something that Texans did to remember the freedom of uh, of the of the African-American and all slaves, the annexation of Texas by the United States, the Christian heritage of the state, the state's heritage of keeping and bearing firearms in defense of life and liberty and for the use in hunting, the founding documents of the state, the founders of the state, state civics, the role of the state in passing and reauthorizing the Federal Voting Rights Act of 1965, President Lyndon B. Johnson's signing of the act, President George W. Bush, 25th. Our 25-year extension of the act, uh, Barbara Jordan's, Congresswoman Barbara Jordan's successful efforts to broaden the act to include Spanish-speaking communities, to advise the governor on uh, core principles of the founding of the state, blah, 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 blah. It is, this is this kind of stuff, in, in, and I say this because I know it includes the bad things as well. But it is balanced and shows how much good has happened because we corrected those flaws. I, I commend you. I think this is fantastic. Well, Glenn, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm so grateful to my colleagues for supporting me in the legislature and the governor for signing it into law this week. And you just nailed it. When you read the text of the bill, this is my message to the New York Times and everyone else that's attacking us right now is read the bill for heaven's sake. It doesn't yes. fit their narrative, Glenn. That's the bottom line. It doesn't fit the liberal narrative, and, and that's why they need to read the bill. But it will be such an important thing to protect Texas going forward. Think about the fact that everybody that will now be coming to Texas, uh, when they get here and they get a new driver's license issued, coming from wherever on the globe, they will now get Texas history. And, and not just the history of Texas before 1836, 1836 itself, and post-1836, but they're going to get how all of those policies, all the history, informs the present in terms of the way that we operate our government here in Texas. So it's a holistic view so that everyone understands this, the blessings of Texas and how, uh, how special it is. I mean, we are truly a spectacular state. We are a, we are a spectacular country. We are always on a path to continuous improvement. But if we don't tell that story and, and protect it for future generations, then we're really, we're, we will lose the state. We will lose the nation. And there is a reason why people are moving to Texas right now, and it is because of those values uh, and time-tested virtues that uh, have been deeply ingrained, and in many cases, because of the mistakes of the past, of past Texans. Um, and it, we are, you know, in the last recession, Texas created over 50% of all jobs. When Obama was in office and he said, these are the jobs I created. No, he didn't. Over 50% of those were created by the state of Texas alone. There's a reason for that, and people should know it. One, one quick thing, uh, Tan. Uh, I know that you are... You have been fighting human trafficking for a very long time, and thank you for that. Uh, I know it's a, a difficult thing to get people to listen to uh, and the people to face. How concerned are you about the human trafficking going on now on the out-of-control border on the South? Oh, my goodness, Glenn. Thank you for letting me talk about this topic. I mean, 
I've been blessed to be the uh, really one of the original Republicans in the legislature tackling this issue over a dozen years ago. And, and the reality is, is that with this current crisis uh, on the border, the, the amount of human trafficking is, is just skyrocketing. And so you think about the impact of those precious human beings, those babies, those little girls and little boys that are being trafficked right now. And, and the reason why that industry is going crazy uh, is because they make more money from trafficking and human beings than they do in drugs and narcotics. It's just the most sick and despicable thing that, it, that you can ever comprehend when you realize what is happening, this, this truly modern form of slavery that is a, being enabled oh, to yeah. flourish because of the fact that the federal government and President Biden is not taking this issue seriously. He's put the magnets on Texas, the magnets on the country, and allowing all of this uh, illegal activity to occur on the border because we don't have a border that is strong. And when we don't have a border that is strong, there's a humanitarian crisis that ensues, and that is the loss of life and the horrific pain and suffering of these children that are being trafficked. So thank you for letting me talk about that to shed additional light and wisdom. You know, they think they're doing the right thing from a humanity, uh, humanitarian perspective in Washington with this current administration. No, and it's no. just the opposite. It's just the opposite. Yeah. Literally, people are suffering because of these ridiculous decisions. And uh, so, so because they're not stepping up, Texas is putting in over a billion dollars, Glenn, this session we appropriated to help continue to secure the border. Tan, I will tell you that uh, I am absolutely convinced uh, that no, no sword formed against you shall, proffer, uh, shall prosper if you are saving children uh, and you are doing the honorable thing and standing and fighting for the most vulnerable. It is also something that I think both Republicans and Texas, uh, Republicans and Democrats can get together on independence. If you don't believe slavery is bad, you are an enemy of humanity. Uh, and Amen. I think it's something that would bring the blessings of of God uh, on to our nation. And it is something uniting. And anything I can do to help you with that, uh, Tan, you please let me know. Glenn, I, I absolutely will. And thank you, my friend, for always being there in that fight and uh, being side by side with us as we've been fighting for so many years. And we'll continue to fight as the problem has escalated because of the absolute uh, horrific decisions yeah. coming down from the Biden administration. So thank you for allowing me to talk about that and, and the opportunity to visit yeah. about the 1836 project and, and how important it is to the future of state, to the state of Texas and, and the country as a whole. Job well done. Uh, Representative Tan Parker from the uh, great state of Texas on the 1836 project. Uh, thank you for, for, uh, for being on the air today. Let me uh, just tell you before we go on, to that in the commercial um i grew up in uh in uh, the pacific northwest i grew up in the seattle area and we had to study the northwest ordinance and i was so bored to tears by the northwest ordinance uh growing up and i don't i don't even remember what i was taught um, but it had dates involved and names i had to memorize what it didn't what it didn't teach me is critical, and I will tell you about that coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. If you want to save money, if you want to stop 
pouring money into the pockets of the bankers, then you need to lower your interest rate. That's how they make money. You need to get out of those high interest credit cards. If you're paying, I don't even know, 15, 12, if you're even paying 12%, do you know how much money you're going to be able to save if you can get that interest rate down to a 2% or 3 or 4%? You're going to save boatloads of money. I want you to call American Financing right now and find out how you can do that through your mortgage refi without resetting your loan. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck, Proge- uh, Glenn Beck Program, the 1619 Project, the 1776 Project, the 1836, 1835, no, 1836 Project. Uh, welcome to uh, yet another project, and uh, that is the, oh, can we suffer through Bill O'Reilly every week? Uh, he's taking Friday off. He's traveling. Uh, I think it's actually, I think he has to go back to jail. Uh, on Fridays for the weekend. But uh, anyway, uh, Bill O'Reilly joins us next. Some really exciting news from Bill O'Reilly that happened this week. He's going on tour with President Trump. Nobody seems to be covering this. Hmm. Strange. Really big news. Great news. And he'll have a view of the rest of the week coming up next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.